events, and issues of Marshall County. Now here's your hosts, Kathy Bodorf and Rusty Nixon. Camel. <laughs> we can have a groundhog. We can have a groundhog. <laughs> and was that the groundhog singing? Yeah, actually. Oh, wow. That was Puxatoni, Phil. Thank you. Thank mm. you. You're welcome. Uh, Phil did see his shadow this morning, so we have six more weeks of winter coming down the pike for us. Yeah. Unfortunately. Supposedly. Yes. So. I suppose you, you believe that shaking chicken bones will make your enemies fall before you as well. Is that, uh, that part? Or, or, you know, you get a little doll and you stick pins in it. Is that, uh, you believe in those things too? Uh, no. Uh, uh, and, and, you know. Then why do you believe in a groundhog telling the weather? Um, well, because no matter what he says, it's, gonna it's still going to be six more weeks of winter, basically. Yeah. Yeah, you're you know, right. Spring is just around the corner. Is in six weeks, it, it'll be spring around the corner. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's not like uh, this large ball of furry fluff can change. You know, if 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 it's such a great predictor of weather, why don't we send a groundhog out to just reverse the course of hurricanes? Oh, there you go. Groundhog could stand on the coast and just command the hurricane to go away. And, you know, because the groundhog does have total power over weather. Only on February 2nd. Oh, okay. I think. All right. Yeah. So, all right. I don't know. Did the groundhog here in Plymouth see his shadow, Rusty? I don't know. Plymouth, uh, <laughs> Plymouth Paul. Or no, we decided on Plymouth Percy. Uh, I, I have a, I, I don't know. I, this all happens way too early in the morning. Um, you know, so I'm, you know, that's true. Oh, and uh, what time does Puxatani hit Phil? You know, I mean, why, why can't it be at one o'clock in the afternoon is when we decide. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't know. I, I, am I should be bright and early. I have so little information on how this all works, uh, and how you interpret the, uh, the, uh, signs from the gods on this, but, uh, yeah. I, I don't know. How how does a groundhog just come out? Sees all the cameras, comes out, goes to the podium. Thank you. Thank you. This will be brief. Mm, I, I, I think they actually <laughs> yank his ass out of there. I, I don't think he just comes out willingly. You know, that that that's wrong. I mean, you just don't pull somebody out of their house. They're in, they're in there warmly sleeping yeah. away, and that's like somebody coming in your house and Pulling you out of your bed. Yeah, just grabbing you by the ankle and dragging yeah, you out the exactly. front door. Yeah, I agree with you. That That's no good. I don't like it. Uh, let's see. So I, do, I did not realize this. That Groundhog's Day is observed in the United States, which obviously we get that one, in Canada, and also in Australia. Yeah. Okay. I wonder if they have groundhogs there if they use kangaroos. 
you know, pull the baby out of the pouch and see if it's a <laughs> shadow or something? I guess it's possible. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's probable, but it's possible. Uh, in Australia, huh? Yeah, so that's kind of surprising to me. So is it like... The groundhog's upside down, or, or what? Uh, how does that work out? Maybe the groundhog is the only thing in Australia that doesn't try to kill you. Oh no, I think aren't aren't groundhogs so really they're mean though. I don't. I, know. I don't think they're like this Puxatawney Phil. I, I I think groundhogs are actually pretty vicious. Really? Yeah, and right. you don't you don't want to cross one. I'm pretty sure there's one that's dug underneath the the ramp to get into the transmitter uh, building out there where we live. And it's like, I had to go out there, oh, it's a, been a few weeks ago, at night, after the power had gone out. So, and we have a security light there, but it hadn't come back on yet, so right. it's pitch black. I drove over there. It's right next door. I drove well, over there. You'd... And and so then when I open the door, I, I like drive as close as I can get to the building so I don't hardly have to walk at all, you know? Yeah. And then then I take my cane and I bang the little walkway we yeah. have there just in case, you know, Puxatani Phil's under there. <laughs> and I, Hey, I'm here. You stay in there. Don't come out and bother me. So, yeah. Uh, well, so you have an understanding with the groundhog then. Well, so far it's worked. You know, and honestly, I, if I'm a groundhog and I come out, and I'm like, hey, I ain't going to mess with the lady of the cane. She, she looks like she can swing that thing. Uh, don't think I'm going to mess with her. <laughs> um, I just, I, ugh. they're big and they're nasty. And I don't know. I did. I was reading yesterday, though. They can burrow underground, like big, big tunnels underground and stuff. So um, yeah, it's like, a what is it? Like a giant. It's a rodent, so it's like yeah. a giant rat or a giant mouse type I guess. I thing. I've never delved into the world of groundhogs that far. Well, um, although you lived out in the country, so... Well, groundhogs are everywhere. You can even see them here in town in certain places. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're kind of ever-present. I saw a lot more raccoons out there and birds. Oh, did I tell you? We saw a falcon this morning in the tree in the front of the, in front of the station. Really? Yeah. Flew right down and landed on a branch. I'm looking right at it. I'm at, like, you got to be kidding me. Here. Yeah, oh right here. Oh, my goodness. That was weird. That's, I'm sorry. I just came must out. Have, of, must have saw a mouse or something. I don't know. I have never seen hmm. uh, that kind of a bird in Why a tree. Why did you get your camera out and take a picture of it? Come on. You're Dang. one of those people then, huh? I don't ever, I don't take any pictures at all. You could go through my telephone i think i might have a picture of the dog <laughs> of course uh there's some selfies of me and maggie at certain point other than that i don't i don't take any pictures of me that's for sure <laughs> um no i haven't really i don't take pictures um which is strange because my wife literally takes, takes pictures, pictures constantly. absolutely everything yes. She drives our kids nuts. They're like, put the camera. Can't we do something without a camera in our face one well, time? I had somebody sending pictures to me last night. Uh, let's see. Okay, now let's qualify. What kind of pictures? Because people send well, some bizarre pictures in the 
There's a picture of Rusty and Peyton. Oh, okay. Where did at who the ball said game. that? I'm not telling you. And then I have a picture of the score at the end of halftime, the first half, yeah. 51 to 17. Yeah. At the end of the fourth quarter, no, third quarter, 69 to 18. And at the end of the game, 79 to 20. Yeah, they scored four points in the second half. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, we did have the first Plymouth game of the yeah. girls' sectional last night. They, they won, kind of. Uh, won? They blew them out of the water. Yeah. I, I would think almost even at that halftime score, it would be like, okay, well, we might as well go home. It was 18-6 to 6 at the end of the first quarter. So, yeah. And <laughs> they uh, they played well They played well all year. This is a funny thing about that last night. Um they literally did nothing different than they've done all year long. The only difference was shots were falling. I mean, for hmm. for some, we ended up shooting fifty percent. Last game, I think we shot twenty five or thirty. Oh my goodness! So okay. that that had an awful lot to do with it. That you know. Um, well, that's a plus. They, you know, it's clear. You watch them; they know what they're doing. They know how to do it. It's just shots wouldn't fall. I mean, no matter what, it seemed like. Well, Couldn't somebody hit a took that lid, that magical yeah. lid off the basket there. Exactly. The ball just kept going in. And see if they continue to shoot that well. You know, South Bend, Washington is a big, 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 big mountain to climb. But if you shoot that well, it's climbable. <laughs> so, you know. Um, uh, yeah, I. I don't know if it really is climbable or not. Well, their defense is going to have a little bit to do with it, but uh, yeah, if you shoot that well, you're you're going to give yourself a chance. And I that, I heard that that one of their lead players is injured. Uh, kind of. It doesn't it's not matter. One of, they have enough matter. backup got, that they don't. It doesn't. Got, it's not really going to have. They an got impact. two on the bench that'll play Division One. Yeah, they're they're oh, wow. not, uh, okay. And they're young. They're like sophomores, most of them. Sophomores and juniors. So, uh, yeah, they're uh, going to be really good for several more years. But I don't know how much longer because they don't have a JV team. They don't have enough girls in a program oh to have a heavens. JV team. They haven't had a JV all year. Wow, so, that's kind of you know, scary for them. I mean, that's your program, your building program. Right. Well, I'm one I'm need to keep my mouth shut there's the coaching staff all have daughters on the team and i think once the daughters are off at clemson or notre dame or dad's then gonna other people dad's gonna out. try to score himself a job or something oh. with the that happens <laughs> oh, a wow. lot where it's like okay. dad says well you know you can have her but you're gonna have to take me too Ooh. and uh, yeah. that's okay. happened wow more I'm than surprised. once Happens in high school all the time. Yeah, that one. That one. I. I it was not suspect, that but. far away. It was this guy that played for a small school. I wonder. You know, I thought, wow, what a that he was. I mean, he was really, really good. And found out the whole story. He was supposed to play at a big school and be one of the stars on the big school's team, but the big school wouldn't hire dad as the uh. pitching coach. <laughs> So he shopped it around and found a school that would hire him, and that's where his kid went to school. That's bad. <laughs> that that's very sad. That's yes, the world we live in, Kathy. That isn't even unusual. 
So, yeah, that's the world we live in. Mm. So, you know. Well, I'm glad my son-in-law is not like that because, I mean, he could be, you know, an assistant wrestling coach somewhere. He has never wrestled a day in his life. But, well, you know, he's raised some, some winners and, um, you know, but has ne never had that, you know, want to do that. I mean, he was always on the rec side of things, yeah. you know. Wanted to teach younger kids to get get into the program or whatever, but you've got a weird dynamic there. And I remember, uh, I I didn't want to coach my kids. Um, the reason being that uh, you didn't have a choice. <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't all the way up. I didn't yeah. coach any of their little league teams. I didn't do anything uh, like that. I was always there, but I, you know, I, I just. There you you have a there's a fifty it's going to be a to coin toss, either it's going to be the greatest thing that ever happened to your relationship with your kid or it's going to be the worst thing that ever happened sure. to your relationship. Yeah. And quite frankly, I just wasn't willing to chance ruining a relationship with one of my sons just because we couldn't stand each other in a dugout together. So <laughs> you know I. I just didn't want anything. To, and the other thing about it is here with me, and I know with most dads it isn't this way. He's running people out of the program so Sonny Boy can be the superstar. But um, in in my case, I I would watch him. And there were times when I had to tell myself, you know, if I didn't know him, I would be telling him right. what a great job he's doing. But, but because, because it's I, my kid. Because I, I know him and mm -hmm. I know what he's being lazy or whatever, I'm climbing him. <laughs> but if any other kid had done had been playing the way he was playing, I'd be, hey, great job, way to hustle. But with my kid, it's like I know that he could do more, and so I'm all over him. And that's not fair. Yeah, that's Just that's because tough. I know him, that's not yeah. fair to do that to him and – it's normal human nature to do that. So, yeah, I wanted nothing to do with coaching my kids. Um, I, uh, last night we watched David wrestle, and, and they were away. Um, and so, you know, we're watching it. And, and he won. Um, yeah. That was his fifth one that he won this season, or, or 25th one. And afterwards, we're like, he won, but that wasn't a David that we're used to. Yeah. Um, and so messaged his parents and said, you know, glad David won, but it didn't seem like he was a hundred percent tonight. And apparently <clears throat> he's been eating a, the, a little too much or the wrong things oh. and had a big weight cut to do. And when you cut weight like that, you lose energy and, you know, well. and so he, he wasn't that aggressive guy and so it's like mm, david you cannot how, do that how much did he have to lose he didn't say oh we messaged him too last night and said you know congratulations but you didn't seem like you were at 100 percent. he said uh that he you know had a, had a weight cut that didn't go good last that didn't go good so and he, it is very common for him to have to cut like six or eight pounds yeah um in a short period and that, it's, that's not good it's, and now see we, we wrestled last night now he doesn't wrestle again until next friday so he's got a whole week you yeah. know and you know how it is it's like oh well i didn't eat today because i had to make weight so now today i'm going to eat anything and everything i want 
and then we come to the weekend and and it's hard to keep in control I, where uh, that's the one thing I, I do. I weigh myself now every single day. And actually the last several days, all I've seen that scale is go up, up, up. And I'm like, what in the devil is going on? So uh, I've got to figure out what I've done and stop it so I can go back down a little bit because I don't like where I'm at. Um, and, but he almost needs to weigh every day and just know like, okay, no, I got to be better. I got to be closer today to being good yeah. than, you know, being crazy. I don't know. So, don't yeah, know. cutting weight is not good on your body either. That's why I was never a wrestler. <laughs> there ain't no way I'm watching what I eat. Oh, you know, you said eat anything and everything. Yeah, that's yeah. my diet. Yeah, well. Uh, eat anything and everything. Um you know your son-in-law is that the thing with the, the coaching. Uh, the the thing with that is is that he's getting to share this with his son, but at the same time, it's his son's experience. Yes. It's not his. Yes, and I think that's important too. I mean, uh, your grandson's getting a chance. He what he's doing, he's doing by On himself his own. for himself. Right, yeah. and I think that's absolutely. I mean, it's his experience, and, you know, Dad's sharing it, but well, outside of it. And, in, and, and high school was the same thing. Yeah. You know, he had a wrestling coach in high school, yeah. and, and you know, Dave sat in the stands. Right. I mean, he would yell from the stands, but, you know, he sat in the stands and let the coach be the coach, right. and I'll be the dad. Right. And just enjoy watching your kid. Yeah. Because that's, that's yeah. what I had, you know, and, and having to... <clears throat> Excuse me. Do the games on the radio? I was worried about that, uh, especially when your kids were there yeah, playing. Because I was yeah. afraid I was going to bubble over and say, and I did once. Um, but uh, I, I found it was easier because I had to focus on being a professional and doing the job. So it let me let that go, that mm -hmm. part of being dad, which was nice. The one time I did, <laughs> um, Elijah was catching. He was just a sophomore. We're over at Goshen, and uh, two times in a row he made a throw to third, trying to pick a guy off. And two times he threw it into left field, uh, and it wasn't. It, he was trying to be aggressive, but it probably wasn't the greatest decision. Um, and the kind of arm he had, it made him a little overconfident at times because he could, could, he buzz it. Our, he could yep. throw. Uh, so he, <laughs> and the second time I, I said, I don't even know what the hell he's thinking about. <laughs> and there, and, it, and you and can hear realized, my voice. Oh. And there's a throw to third. What? I don't know what the hell he's thinking about. And, <laughs> and I get a text from Florida. Oh, grandpa. <laughs> and it says, get off the catcher's back. <laughs> And I said, who are you? If that had been me, you'd have been ringing me up for the next three hours. Yeah. Uh, what What happened to you? Get off the catcher's back. You would have literally been on my back. So You know, and that's the one thing. When those kids have parents who are the coach, it doesn't end at the field. See, that's now where I was Now we get in lucky. the car and we drive home yeah. together and dad's going, hey, you should have done yeah. this and why didn't you do yeah. that? And then, and then we get home in the house and it doesn't end there. Yeah. It continues on yeah. where the other kids on the team, 
Well, they've gone home, and they don't. Most of them don't have that. We have no. some. What they got uh, is hovering dad, parents. What but, they got is dad telling them how your coach is an how idiot. Bad your coach and, is, yeah, yeah. And you're you're the, you're he, he's missing out on the greatest player that's ever played. You, um, no, that is that is right. That's where I was really lucky. Uh, we, I don't remember that dad and I talked about the team or the player or anything that had to do with that ever outside of of the baseball field Out there when That's, I was playing. Yep. Um, yeah, it was once we left, it was it done was and done. over with. That's great. Um, and so, the, and that's like what I tried to do with my kids. We'd get in the car after a game. I'd say, Hey, I love watching you play. And that was it. That was, if they wanted to talk, they talked. If not, we didn't say a word about it. And that's the way you left it. I, I just, you know, I just, they just needed to know. I just loved watching them play. Exactly. Um, you know, somebody said, well, you must be really proud of Elijah. He's such a good baseball player. And I said, I'm proud of Elijah because he never takes a playoff. He plays absolutely it, it, as hard yep, as he can on every, every pitch. Single play. That's why I'm proud of him. I don't care yeah. how good or bad he is. He plays hard. And that's, that's why I'm proud of him. Um, but that, you know, once again, that, that's really hard to do. I'm finding a little bit of fault, but it's hard to, you know, it's like my dad used to say, find a parent who can be objective about his child, they're, and yes. they're probably not a very good parent. Yeah, there's so, not many of them out yeah. there, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, Dwayne, how are you? Hey, good. How are you doing? I'm fine. All right, Mr. Noel. Are <laughs> I we going to have uh, any summer or spring, or are we going right into winter? I don't think winter will ever end. <laughs> I think I think we're in endless winter phase of the Earth's rotation. Okay, uh, while we're on that subject, I gotta tell you, your web page is better than a newspaper. <laughs> Thank you, Joey. I really like it. But I have one question. Yes. How often do you update the local weather? I on don't the know. on the web page. Yeah, because I got into it, and the date was October 7th. <laughs> That's a glitch. <laughs> Isn't it supposed to update automatically? Yeah. Yeah, I thought that's how it's supposed to work. Yeah. I, I guess uh, we're going to have to get a hold of Bob on that one. Yeah. Hey, Bob! He might be listening today. Who knows? Yeah, he loves hearing his well, name. I don't mentioned. care what you're predicting for October 7th. I want to know what you're predicting for today and tomorrow. Well, today you're going to get weather. And then tomorrow we'll have more weather. Oh, I see. I see some of the stories. There are news stories that were written about weather, but it doesn't actually have a weather forecast oh, okay. on there. I'm surprised. All right. Hmm. I'll have no, to talk to Bob about that. Your news portion is fantastic. Well, yeah. It, well, it's not. It's not updated since October of 2021. So, I've never. I don't know that I've ever posted any weather oh, related have. stories. Yeah, I I'm in the weather section. So, yeah, I'll get with Bob on that and see if we can get something else in there. Okay, so. I don't mean to complain. I was just wondering. Oh, that's okay. It's not a problem. I got a pie to get back to here. All right. All right, Dwayne. Thanks for listening. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, Rusty, we are going to have a guest. Uh, yeah. Mitch okay. Mahorder is going to be our guest. May Hoarder yeah. is going to be our guest for um, 
the show this morning. He is a superintendent of Plymouth Community School Corporation, and they are going to start uh, redistricting, which, you know, back in our day, you lived here and you went to this school. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think if I remember what I heard, you know, part of this kind of changed. Uh, well, first off, we had a new elementary. Of course, everybody wants their kid to go to the new elementary school. Right. Then we have Washington Discovery Academy, yeah. which is the project-based learning. So then a lot of people want their kids to go to that school. So then it was kind of like, well, you know, you can pick and choose what elementary school you want your kids to go to. And I, I think I heard where project-based learning is going to be expanded it to all of the elementary schools. Uh, so mm. that they all have that opportunity to learn that way if they want. Oh, okay. Um, so it's going to be... It's not all it, going to be it, that way, but it, there will be parts of it that... Because that is how a lot of corporations work anymore, yeah. is projects that a team works on. And so they they want all kids to have some of that teamwork experience. Um, but I don't think it would be every subject all day long. But we're going to talk with him about redistricting, the process that they go through. And I mean, it's it, they have to hire somebody to do this. This is yeah. not a simple thing. Well, you're looking at demographics. And exactly. And yes. You want your schools to be kind of equal. Yes. They don't want all of you know the low-income kids going to one school corporation. So they got want to try and divide that up so they make it fair. Or if we would have, um, which I don't know that we so much have here, but if we had a section of town where there was a certain type of population living there. Yeah. So if this section of town was mainly Hispanics and this section of town over here are mainly blacks, we don't, we want, we don't want that school just to be, well, this yeah. is mainly for the Hispanic. No, we, we want that. Yeah. to be equal all the way around. So yeah. we're going to talk with him about that. In the meantime, there is some local news that we want to talk about. Um, at the most recent county commissioner's meeting, uh, the county attorney did mention that there is a current lawsuit that has been filed against community corrections and against a former employee who worked for community corrections. And... Uh, Cle Jim Clevenger, who is a county attorney, uh, said that uh, a person is suing, alleging employee misconduct for that person. Um, and so Bliss McKnight, which is the county's insurer, uh, has, has, that case has been handed over to them uh, to handle. And they actually have hired two different law firms, one to represent community corrections and another law firm to represent that former employee. And this case actually goes back, um, it was filed on January 2nd, but it goes back to 2021. Uh, in May of 2021, um, a gal pled guilty to dealing in methamphetamine in court and part of her sentencing was three years of community correction with home detention uh well um so she was appointed a corrections officer and so part of that is when you get into community corrections you have 
in-person meetings with this person. They're mandatory. They, most of the time, I believe, you come to the community corrections office, but sometimes that person comes to you. If you happen to be at work, they may come to your work at some point. They come to your home at some point because they're checking up to make right. sure, you know. And at the home part of it, um, like you can't have drugs, you can't have alcohol, you can't have weapons in the home. And so they'll be checking for that too. Well, Thomas Frailing, who is the former employee, um, has two counts against him uh, for this case. And Marsh County Community Corrections has two counts against them for this case. And so uh, Nicole Berg is the, is the woman who uh, was on Community Corrections. She is actually seeking damages resulting from Mr. Frailing's uh, negligence and the infliction of emotional distress uh, for the past and future suffering, also for past and future medical bills, for past and future economic loss, and the loss of the ability to function as a whole person along with permanent emotional and mental scarring. Um, and she has asked to have a jury trial. So but that, that it, this is in the beginning stages of this case. So that's all. But Marsh County Community Corrections is being sued, and so is a former employee with Community Corrections. So. Okay. Um, also, uh, attending the Culver Town Meeting online, uh, Jenny Monroe, who is the town manager, gave them an update on their community crossing project that they're going to be doing this spring. It is Lakeshore Drive. Uh, they're actually going to be widening Lakeshore Drive from Academy Drive to State Road 10 on the north end of town. Uh, VS Engineering is the firm who designed this project for community crossings, um, and they estimate the cost of this project to be $507,000. Um, part of that cost includes having to relocate a sanitary sewer line, which that is estimated to be uh, over $44,000 to move that line. And so that cost is it wrapped up into this $507,000, but the town's sewer department will, ac will actually be paying that cost. So that will bring it down a little bit uh, for the match that's required. Uh, the town of Culver, they're going to be using um, motor vehicle highway funds to match that and their local match. If the project comes in at $507,000, their local match will be $142,616. So um, it, it'll be nice to see this project happen and widening. Uh, of Lakeshore Drive is a good thing in that area. The problem is that there are a lot of residents in that area. There are also businesses in that area. And doing a project like this um, is going to have, you know, traffic backups and slowdowns. It's also going to have some uh, inconvenience for those people who live there or work there, maybe being able to access their driveways. They don't anticipate, but there is a possibility there could be uh, a few days where, you know, the road might be closed and you might not actually even be able to access your driveway to get home. You might have to park your car down the street and walk home. So, um, and they are going to actually send notification 
to the homeowners and to the businesses in that area to let them know this project will be happening in the spring once it hasn't gone to bid yet so yeah. once it goes to bid you know then they'll be able to f decide and and get on a schedule with somebody on when they anticipate that'll happen but they're they're anticipating late spring for this project at that point then they'll notify them again okay this is when it's going to be happening so right. get get prepared for it yeah. um also good news coming out of marsh county remc operation roundup um they recently awarded three thousand dollars to two organizations here in the county uh, the first one went to Operation Quiet Comfort, and that was a $2,000 donation, and that will help with postage, which we know all about Operation Quiet Comfort and the money that they spend to send, you know, packages to the troops is exorbitant. It's yeah. unbelievable. And so that $2,000 is really going to help. The second donation uh, went to the Advanced Electric Students. Uh, in 4-H, and this is going to be, allow them to buy electrical kits oh, for those kids cool. in 4-H to make a project for their 4-H project. Yeah. Learn about electricity, which... Cool. That's a scary thing to me. Electricity is scary to me. I, I'm... I, I even sometimes get nervous just having to plug something in the wall. I, I'm always afraid I'm going to get shocked. Yeah. <laughs> it's dangerous. I, it, it's happened a few times to me. What, you've been lot. shocked? Oh, yeah. You know, like I, I've done something goofy and, uh, ooh, yes. Kathy, you're lucky to be alive. Eh, it's not that much power going through there. but You, did, you, know, you didn't stick a fork in there, did no, you? No, I did not. Like no, okay. I'm, right. I'm smarter than that. Right. You know, it's funny. My kids never played with electrical outlets. I don't know why. I will hear the horror stories about people. Yeah, kids sticking kids things sticking in there. Whatever. Sure. I, oh, yeah. I, mine never did that. Trying to put their finger in there and stuff. I yeah. never did that, which no. is weird. I worried about that all the time, <laughs> but never happened. And we weren't able to attend because I was on the uh, air that morning, but Monday morning, Northside Nutrition held the grand opening and ribbon cutting. And thanks to Jim Masters from the Pilot News, he covered that for us and provided us with the story and a picture. And so um, this is one of those uh, smoothie places that actually, um, it's a healthy smoothie type yeah. store situation. Um, they offer teas and stuff that have, uh, that help your energy. Gosh, maybe I need that, but I don't like tea. <laughs> um, but they also have things that, like uh, vitamin boosts in them and that kind of stuff. So it's not, you know, it's not like, mm, you know, right, an, yeah. an, a healthy yeah. smoothie. It's a healthy smoothie yeah. that does great things for you. So yeah. anyway, all right. Well, why don't we take our first break of the morning? I know that. we have a prize to give away today. Oh, yeah. We got a couple of oh, them, actually. Goodness. And Jim's going in the other room. So maybe before he gets the pastor... Well, we could, I'll talk uh, about one more thing. We could uh, we could get uh, we have video of you plugging in your space heater. Oh, yeah. This morning, so uh, yeah. That, that was uh, it. That's that's that, Kathy. That was me plugging in something. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I do want to let folks know that the Plymouth Park Department has announced their annual Daddy Daughter Dance is going to be held on Saturday, February the eighteenth. This year, it will be held at Riverside Intermediate School. This thing has grown and grown and grown. And, you know, I don't think it can get any bigger because oh, I don't no. think we have a bigger facility yeah. now to put it in. But 
Um, so it starts at 6 p.m. in the evening, and it includes photos and music and dancing and dessert and door prizes. And it's just a great opportunity for dads and their daughters to spend some time together. Yes, it is very popular, too. It certainly is. Yeah. Um, and it's reasonable. Yeah. Uh, it's $20 per couple. So that's a dad and a daughter. And if you have two daughters, you can bring the second daughter for $2. So it really is a, a reasonable thing. And they take pictures of, of the dad and the daughter and post them up on social media. And, um, you know, I mean, dad and daughter could actually even before this maybe go out for dinner on Saturday night before they go to that event. Uh, but tickets tend to sell out for this. So if you want a ticket, you need to get a hold of the Plymouth Park Department. And this year, the Daddy-Daughter Dance is actually sponsored by Bright Eyes Vision Center yeah. and Gibson Insurance. So congratulations to them for helping out on that event that is always a huge, yeah. a huge event yeah, for you this gotta park. Get, get your tickets early or you're not going to get them. Definitely. Yeah, they sell out every year. Okay, well, why don't we take our first break of the morning now? What do you want to give away? Because we got... We got this we got this yes. and we got this uh well let's do the two things that are are events so we have tickets to a movie yes that are is this weekend it's the iron giant at the Reese. Correct. february 5th starts at two that's this sunday it's mm-hmm. a two o'clock matinee right so we have two tickets for that and then you want the arena and then cross. we'll do those okay uh on the next go around okay Okay. So, do you want to do this here? We you can. Them... No, we'll put that aside. Okay. All right. That'll. Maybe we'll do it tomorrow. Here. That's aside. <laughs> All right. Uh, we have the Iron Giant. Uh, we've got two tickets for. You like this movie Sunday. too. It's a good movie. It's a kids movie, so obviously it's well, great for the family. It's kind of a kids movie. There's a lot of. It, it's a really good movie. Uh, don't be afraid to take the kids. You'll enjoy it a lot. It's a. It's a really good film. Um, okay. One of my I don't favorites. know that I've ever seen it. But oh, it's a I, it's a really good movie. I thought it was movie. a kids movie. Well, it's it is, but it let's just put it this way: you'll enjoy it even if you're it. it Adults would like it too. Yeah, it's okay. very well written and uh, okay. it's just a good movie. Very just good. A good movie. Period. We're going to give that to number five, five seven four nine three six four zero nine six. Caller number 5574936 Hey Plymouth, resolve to make stronger connections with Surf Fiber Internet. Right now, get two free Eero Wi-Fi routers with gig speed. And with all speed plans, you can add on-home phone for just $10 a month. Unlike the other guys, there's no contracts, hidden fees, or annual rate increases ever. Don't miss out. Call 844 844- 955-SURF or visit surfinternet.com to make the switch today. Limited time offer. Restrictions apply. Hey, Plymouth, resolve to make stronger connections with Surf Fiber Internet. Right now, get two free Eero Wi-Fi routers with gig speed. And with all speed plans, you can add on-home phone for just $10 a month. Unlike the other guys, there's no contracts, hidden fees, or annual rate increases ever. Don't miss out. Call 844-955-SURF or visit surfinternet.com to make the switch today. Limited time offer. 
Restrictions apply. The Co-Alliance commitment to deliver on the best propane service available is unwavering. Their established local quality service is unmatched. Co-Alliance is owned by local farmers, and they deliver on the principles of hard work, dependability, and trust. It's not by chance that they've been around for nearly 100 years. It's because of their commitment to the customer. Earn 500 free gallons now when you join the others that have made the change to Co-Alliance propane. Call 317-324-4457 or visit coalliance.com. To learn more, I studied Spanish in college and never got fluent. But then I tried Babbel. Want the most effective way to learn another language? In just 15 minutes a day, Babbel's bite sized lessons will have you learning another language in as little as three weeks. Babbel gets you speaking quickly about things you actually talk about in the real world. University studies have shown that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a semester of college Spanish. If you want to learn a new language, there's no better way than Babbel. Go to Babbel.com to try Babbel for free. That's B A B. BBEL.com. Are we ready? Are we ready? Are we ready? Are we ready? It's never over till the listener gives his view here on What's Your Opinion on WTCA in Plymouth. Call now, 574-936-4096, or tell us what you think or text, 574-307-6647. Now here's Kathy and Rusty. Uh, as the song says, it's Thursday, and Bill's going to be seeing the movie. So, Bill, Iron Giant. congratulations. Very good. Uh, we have a guest with us in the studio this morning. Super Mitch is here today. Yes. <laughs> well, I know about that. That's <laughs> well, little, little that's how I put I you on the calendar. <laughs> Super Mitch. <Yeah. laughs> so uh, the superintendent of the Plymouth Community School Corporation is with us this morning. And we're going to be talking about uh, redistricting. Yes. Uh, this I don't know. Mitch, how often does redistricting happen? Well, I, don't, I think they did a study uh, maybe about 10 to 12 years ago. And that was the last okay. time maybe that, and I don't know what happened as a result of that because obviously I wasn't here, but uh, um, the same demographer was used that we're using this time. Um, and Rusty and I talked just a tad about it at the beginning of the show. This is not a simple process where you and the principal sit down and decide who's going to go where. You actually have to hire a company to come in and help get this accomplished. Right. We, we hired uh, Jerry McKibben. And it's McKibben Services. I, I don't know their exact title, but yeah, he looked at where everybody resides and who has kids. And so he spent a lot of time. He gave us one report earlier in the fall about that. And okay. then now he's coming back on February the 15th. And that's open to the public, 6 o'clock at Lincoln uh, Junior High in the cafeteria. And he's going to talk about two possible options that we would have. Um, if we were do nothing do or do something. <laughs> well, that's the third option. Oh, uh, do nothing is the third option. Okay. So he's got two options that um, would show us what a redistricting plan would look like. So when when Rusty and I were growing up, uh, you know, you lived here and basically, and we're talking about the elementary schools because that's where we have the four schools and we need to divide up the whole community. So right. you lived here and you went to this school. Right. Um, and then 
things, times change. We got a new school, um, uh-huh. and everybody wanted their kid to go to the new school. <laughs> yeah. um, and then we also started with project-based learning at Washington Discovery uh-huh. Academy, and then a lot of people wanted to put their kids in that school. Right. So we kind of went away from that neighborhood concept a little bit. Yes. And um, But then again, Rusty was talking about, you know, we don't want a school. So if we have a school... I'm, I'll just kind of maybe Jefferson Elementary School mm-hmm. um, with the trailer park basically across the street on Michigan mm-hmm. Street there. Uh, obviously, we have a lot of low-income families in there. We don't want one school to be, you know, the low-income school. And that is where the demographer comes in. Okay. So he looks at every aspect of that, and then he dis- he helps us decide what would uh, make the sure that that kind of thing didn't happen, that we didn't have one uh, particular group in one school like that predominantly. So, uh, now, obviously, you know, it, it, we'll just say in that trailer park that if you live on this side of the street, you're going to go to this school and you're going to live on that side of the street, you're going to go to that school. That's not hopefully in that trailer park situation. It would be, no, these kids are going to go here and we will find another area in the community where there is a, there a more a, low income housing that we can put those spread those students around so that right so there should be a good mix in each building okay and that's what one of the things he's going for and, and when you talk about i mean he's not just looking at he doesn't just go and get okay every kid that's in school right now and look at these families and where they're located but i mean he's looking at the who's having babies and where these babies are and when these kids are going to be coming into the, you know, how many, how many four-year-olds do we have out there right now in this community and where they're going to go? Right. And that was kind of the disappointing thing about the first part was (laughs) that he told us that uh, our enrollment's going to go down over the next five years. Wow. So that. Nobody's having babies. Yeah. Well, that, (laughs) that group, uh, the, the child rearing mother Mm -hmm. age, that's, that's not a big population in Plymouth right now. Wow. And so that okay. that's affecting, you know, our, our enrollment. So when he <clears throat> looks at this, um, he's he's looking uh, ethnic too. Yep. So uh, and uh, we're we're pretty fortunate um, that our ethnic population is I would say pretty well spread yep. throughout the community. We don't just see one area of our community where there are just black families or one area where there are Hispanic families mm-hmm. or here's the Polish population over here. Right. Uh, for the most part, it's pretty much spread throughout the community. Yeah, and I think those those two things that you've mentioned, I think he will bring that out at the meeting. He'll, he'll say exactly what you said, and then he'll also talk about um, trailer courts and things like that and how that affects each of the four different elementaries. Um, so... We are we are fortunate though we can have about the same number of kids in each school or do we have an elementary that is bigger or smaller than some of the others? We do have an elementary that's a little bit larger <clears throat> right okay. now and that's Webster. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, which you know if you think about it, it it would seem well why that would seem to be Menominee. Yeah, that's what it I would have thought. Like such a big building, <laughs> but Webster right now is a little bit more um, at capacity, and <clears throat> by doing this. Um, one of the things that we're really wanting to do is at a preschool, eventually 
you know, there's a lot of steps to add a preschool. So it's not like you just do it overnight. We have one right now. We have one. And Jefferson. next year we're going to have it in two places. We're going to take that one and split it into Menominee and Jefferson. So there will be two places for a preschool. And then we plan to spread that out even further over time to Wash, or, uh, Webster and then WDA. Okay. Wow. So that was so, one of the you factors. Know, the, plan, the plan is then to offer preschool for all of the elementaries in the future. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, because, you know, and it really is. Um, I can remember uh, back where my kids were little and, and basically preschool was, you know, you, you went and found a nursery school teacher basically and yeah. you got your kid involved. Or uh, in Austin's age, um, you know, his daycare offered a preschool setting too. So they mm -hmm. spent part of their day uh, learning like that too. So, uh, but not every kid gets that opportunity and, and really kids need to have preschool to prepare them for kindergarten now. Yeah. And that helps us because then we can help, uh, make that transition from preschool to kindergarten so much easier. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Now I assume <coughs> somewhere in this also fits class size that we don't want, you know, this class over here to only have you know, 20 students, and this teacher over here has got 27 students. I right. Mean, you want to try and keep your class sizes. We do. We want to keep, so that will be something. So if, <clears throat> let's say, a large, uh, uh, say, let's say 50 kids leave Webster and go to another school, well, then some teachers are probably going to have to follow them <laughs> so that we don't have a large group at uh, the school that they went to. So, yeah, that's a, that's a, so there's a lot of things that really go into this. So, the school board hasn't had to do much at this point, though. No. You've hired a company to do it, yep. and they will present to you, and then yeah. then they'll have that ultimate decision. Right. Now, does the public get any say in this? Well, um, that's why we're wanting to, the public to be there on the 15th so that they can see what's going on. And uh, then after that, I, we haven't really talked about after the 15th yet, so... Okay. Um, but we're working on that. And that's why I'm here today, too, so I can uh, kind of inform Encourage people. Encourage people to yeah. plan to come to that meeting. Sure. Uh, and this is really just elementary parents. That are yeah, it's, it's going to affect, if if it happens, it would affect all four of those, of those buildings. So if you, <clears throat> maybe you are a new parent and it's just going to be happening you know your kid is just going to go to school starting this next year or whatever you you still want to be involved and know what what the plan is absolutely and i want to talk to the that group about why are we doing this and so i will have a short presentation at the beginning about what are the reasons and i have a uh, piece of paper in front of you it kind of uh spells those out well let's talk a little bit about sure what you know why and and i mean who decides? I mean, do, does the demographer every every 10 years or so say, hey, you know, we haven't done a study. It might be time. Or did you say, you know, maybe we should look at this. I mean, where does that well, idea when, come from? Yeah, well, when I came, that was one of the things that I wanted to look into is see, are we doing things as well as we could be doing them? And so I kind of started the ball rolling as far as the demographer. And then uh, we're looking at all of these things. We have, you know, it's it's really multifaceted with uh, what is the kids going to learn? And then how long are the kids on the bus? Oh, uh, yeah. You know, are we doing that efficiently? All those things, you know, just tie in together. And if you take them, you know, just one at a time, that's one thing. But they really do connect. Uh, that bus ride 
isn't another piece <coughs> of that that you don't think about. Yeah, but we have kids on the bus sometimes uh, hour 20 to an hour and a half one way. That's and a that's, long time. That's not good for kids. No, definitely not, especially in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and in the afternoon, they some of them probably fall asleep on the yeah, bus going tough. home. You know, because like, they're tired. But um, busing is uh, obviously necessary. And with some of our school locations, it, it's become more necessary. Yep. Uh, Menominee is kind of like out there mm-hmm. by itself. Yeah. Um, and so for kids to walk to school, there's very few. Yeah. It's hard. Maybe right there in that Poplar Street area, that subdivision right there that right. walked to school. If, but other than that, there's very few that walk to school. Mm-hmm. They have no sidewalks on Nutmeg or anything. So from the residential areas there, mm-hmm. there there's no opportunity. So you have to bus with that. So Yeah. But, so right now we take 29 buses and we circle the wagon all the way around. And that, um, that really short changes us at especially WDA, which was supposed to be the, the one that was different right right so they have a half hour less uh day for their students <laughs> than the other kids just because of busing now for some <clears throat> reason i i thought somewhere maybe in one of the school board meetings that i heard some discussion about project-based learning mm-hmm. and that uh, that that school is separate but that we want all kids to have some project-based learning experience. So that's what the state has been really pushing uh, inquiry-based learning. And so now it can be a lot of different names. It, uh, we're going to do STEM, and, and I'll read you something here straight from the Department of Ed, and it goes right along with what we're already doing. So really what we're planning to do is enhance what we're already doing. But it says students are engaged in solving real-world problems, using inquiry-based learning, problem-based learning, and engineering design practices, which require critical thinking and collaboration. And that's what we're really wanting to do. Right now, we have one group that sort of does it at Washington, but the other three don't. And that's not fair to the kid that is in those buildings. Mm -hmm. So we want to enhance that. And then we think by doing that, more kids will be able to do it as they climb the ladder through the high school so you're not you're not going to make all of the elementaries like washington discovery academy and that would be the only way they learn right it, well but it would be a portion of the day's learning for all four so all the the so you mentioned neighborhood schools back uh-huh. at the beginning so we'll kind of go back to that idea where we have neighborhood schools and they will all be alike so that if you had to move from Washington to Menominee, you wouldn't be stuck in this, you know, this really hard transition period mm-hmm. because the two schools should be somewhat similar. Okay, so does that mean the Washington <coughs> Discovery Academy is going to come down no. a little bit, or the other ones are going to no. come up? So one of the to... things that has happened to Washington over time is that the people that were trained in PBL. They're not not there anymore. They, they've they've retired, <laughs> and it's really hard to keep that level of PBL up. So what we're going to do is come in, and we're going to uh, be really uh, have a concerted effort on the STEM part, which is the same thing, 
kids will do modules about four times a year, and they will they will be collaborative and inquiry based. So it's not going to be like, hey, it's going to start today and it's going to end on Friday. It'll be stretching out for a while as they inquire and learn and figure it out. Okay. And in the same time, we're not going to mess with our math and reading block. So they'll go. This will be it, on top of. It is not optional. I mean, you don't check mark the box and say you want your child to participate. Every child will have right. that opportunity yes. to participate. Yeah. Okay. Be because it's just good learning. It's just good teaching and learning. And when we talk about STEM, all of a sudden, science, technology, and math, are, what's the E? Engineering. Engineering. Okay. All of a sudden, I like, couldn't yeah. think of the E one. So, and um, our, and, and you're really looking towards the future. Um, and Rusty and I mentioned it earlier in the show, but a, a lot of industry and business right now, it's not uh, on the shoulders of one person. It is a team that puts together a new product or a program or whatever. And so for our kids to be able to learn this team right. effort it is a positive all the way up. And it goes along with our other theme of we would like to have every kid that is a senior have a plan once they leave. And so this goes right along with that. If, whether you're talking industry, whether you're talking about going to higher ed, it doesn't matter. This works for everyone. It's just good teaching and learning. It, so, yeah, it, it, it means like if, if you have a student who's uh, maybe taken the building <clears throat> trades course and is going to come out of high school and, and want to go into the construction field, what he's learning with mm -hmm. this is going to benefit him Absolutely. that way too so it's Absolutely. not like it's a waste no uh, but but it's also it's i don't want to say it's mandatory it's just a new way of teaching that everybody is going to be learning but we're not going to be recognized so, as a, a whole project-based learning so that won't so none of that or? none of that is going away so the high school will still have the school of inquiry okay. uh lincoln will still have their pbl uh stuff Sep that they separate. do riverside will have that um this just enhances what's happening in the elementary and our hope is for all of those uh at least right up through riverside for all of them to be stem certified by the state uh -huh. over the next two years it's a three-year process Wow, okay. And we have a person that is uh, coaching us through that from Equitable Education Solutions, EES. And so he's helping us get to that to that level. Wow, well, that, that would be fantastic. Now, yeah. there are other schools that are, are doing other, that already? There are other schools that do that. Um, we, we feel like we could, in our region, in our county and surrounding, could be the first to have all of our elementaries uh, with that certification. Well, I can remember back in the day, I think when we started Washington Discovery Academy, we, we were like the first in the nation to have <coughs> STEM in the elementary. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we were leading the charge there. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, And it was a good thing then, and it's a good thing now. I mean, it's not a bad idea at all. It's, you know, collaborating and, you know, inquiry-based learning. It's just good good stuff. Well, there you go. So, and, and I, I like the idea of, of giving them pieces of that so they have that opportunity to learn that way and and not have to 
move out, you know, bus out of where you live and all your friends go to this school because you want to go to have that kind of education. Right. So I like that idea that everybody will have the opportunity to have that education. Right. And you can stay closer to home maybe or all your friends will be in the same school. Now, what do, what do we do for because we do have people who are actually coming in from the other communities yeah. and go to school here. How does We've had conversations. the demographer handle that part of it? We have had conversations we um, at this point, and this, I, you know, I, I'm saying this, but it could change. Uh, we plan to treat transfer ins just like we have in the past, where it depends on the size of the building and the enrollment. So if one uh, is higher than the other, then maybe that new transfer kid comes to a different building to level the the amount of kids. They can make a request, but we can't. We're not sure that we can fulfill that request. At well, we point. think we can fill. We we have this. We feel like we have the space to to take all transfers and uh, anybody out there that wants to transfer in, <laughs> contact our office. <laughs> well, you know that's. But we just want to put them. You know, we want to make things more even as far as enrollment goes. That that <clears> is something though that has changed <clears throat> from over the years. I, I mean, before you know, it was a a big to do to be a transfer student and there was mm-hmm. cost involved and all that kind of stuff. And a parent does have to, you know, agree. They're going to make sure the student gets to school. Right. So the parents are going to be doing the busing. They're going to drive right. that kid back and forth for all of that. But um, it, it's much easier now to transfer in the state of oh, Indiana yeah. to, to transfer school. Absolutely. So now we, I assume I wouldn't know why, but I would assume that we have some students that are in the Plymouth Corporation that transfer to other schools. We do. And that's one of the things that the demographer said was that um, you need to keep your own kids first. So what we're trying to do with all of the uh, stuff uh, academically and uh, everything that we're doing with the STEM and fixing the transportation nightmare all of those things are things that we're trying to do to get better so that we do keep our kids. We tried to make uh, Plymouth a, destina- a destination instead of a place where they go to other schools. Do, do you know, like, where they're going? <coughs> I, I'm thinking, okay, I know one personally because I happened to run into him when I was at Cafe Max Friday night. Um, uh, a, a guy that we know very well, um, his son... Had been through the Plymouth School Corporation, sure. but he is now going to CMA. Mm-hmm. Um, and CMA uh, is definitely a different education yep. than what you're going to get at Plymouth right. or any school in, in the sure. county. Um, so do we see a lot of that? or uh, It's also I, very expensive. So <laughs> I think you hear about a lot of that at that CMA, but it's, it's surrounding areas, and that's you know, I, I think that's our problem. That's not their problem, right? Mm-hmm. We got to get better. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's what we're trying to do. And then if we want to make that decision m- much harder than it has been in the past. And so that's that's what we're working towards. We want to be able we're, we we want to offer everything. Right. So you don't have to at a high else. at a high standard too. not just offer mm-hmm. it, but offer it and that it's done well. I would imagine that some transfer students um there becomes some kind of an issue um 
whether it's with a, a teacher or something like that, and uh, a family just can't get over it. And so they they transfer out no matter what it can be what would happen you know we do have some transfers that are just you know i'm done with plymouth calls you yeah. know and they they just are going to go somewhere else so I, I would imagine that we actually probably have a few students maybe at argus even oh uh, i'm sure we have them at bremen and glenn and all over okay. yeah um when i was at laville we had kids from plymouth that <laughs> went there too <laughs> so okay um and that's something when I was at LaVille, we did a really uh, a lot of work on, you know, our own building that up so people would like to go there. That want to be here. They want, want to be there. Right. That's important. Education. You know, we've got to do things to make it desirable. Well, I, I, I think you guys are on the right track. I mean, the last time you were in, we talked about some of the new courses that are being mm -hmm. offered. Um, I mean, Education has totally changed from um, just being, okay, let's gear up and get these kids ready to go to college. Mm -hmm. um, it's let's, let's get these kids ready for the rest of their life, whether they choose to go to college or maybe they need to go to a trade school or some of them are just going to step out and go into the workforce. But we want to make sure that we are training them all so when they leave high school, they're ready for that next step. Yes, and we have a lot of people that are working really hard on that. We have a lot of really dedicated teachers and administrators and cooks and drivers. I mean, there's a lot of really hardworking people on this. It's not just any one person. It's it's a it's a whole village. <laughs> it takes a village. It takes a village to to raise a and student. That is pretty true. And it it really is. So. Um, the meeting on the 15th, mm -hmm. will Mr. McKibben, will he have like charts and maps out there and, and like, okay, this neighborhood here would go to this school? And He's, uh, yeah, he, I think what he will have is something that's, um, I think the two options will be color coded and it will kind of uh, map out segments of the community. I have not received his. He said he would give me his uh, um, the PowerPoint <laughs> presentation before the meeting, and I have not seen that yet. But um, I did see, uh, you know, a snapshot of what the results came out. And so he's got two options. Uh, one is very uh, put into quadrants. And then the other one, there's a, a smaller but more located, uh, uh, more located in the center for just Washington. So Washington's smaller in the one. In the other, it's it's really kind of spread out into four, and everybody takes part of the downtown. Oh, okay. All right. So kind of a preview. That's all I've saw I've seen. And uh, he has um, quite a bit of stuff that you know to talk about what we were talking about earlier. So I, I, I do remember, gosh, I feel like maybe I actually lived through a redistricting project um that um so in instead of okay we'll just say and this probably wouldn't be implemented i, well, I would we, doubt next year would we would hope that, to i that mean, fast? I mean okay. if i mean if things if the stars align we, we're <laughs> hoping to but um we don't know at this point there's a lot of things that we have to sort out especially that transportation piece and and so 
if my student will just say if my my child next year would be going into fourth grade that's the highest level mm-hmm. and they have been in mm-hmm. first grade second grade third grade I don't want them to go to a new school for that last year. I that's, mean, is a parent, or are we just going to pretty much say, no, this is what's going to happen, and all students are going to have it, that So it change. doesn't matter when we made that decision. Right. I mean, if we made it tomorrow or if we made it two years from now, we would still have that issue, and we're not going to make everybody happy. We know that. But we have to do what's best for kids. It's not good for kids to be on the bus for an hour and a half. It's not good for one school to have 30 minutes a day less academics than no, the others. not at all. Um, it's, it is good for all of them to have um, a slice of the pie for the STEM thing. Mm-hmm. It's not equitable to say you can do it, but you can't. Right. So we think that there's enough of why that when we make the decision, you know, it would be good for kids and that's, that's what's important. So basically, it's going to be. This is where your child will go with well, this demo, with this could be, plan. Yeah, but we'll which some wait, won't wait, change. Wait and see. Yeah, you know, some of them won't change, obviously, and then others will. Um, and I don't think uh, looking at the, I mean, just looking at sheer numbers, the it's it's not going to affect the vast majority of people. Okay. But it is going to affect some. And I can't avoid that. <laughs> There's no, no, I mean, you have to, but it's like, you know, well, well, my sister teaches in that school, so I want my now her nieces and nephews to go to school there. Or now, that is one thing we, we, have to, <laughs> we have to grapple with that we're talking with as uh, an administrative group is that we have spent a lot of time trying to keep people on our staff. And so we're grappling with if the staff should have the option since they bring their kids with them to school versus, no, we have to draw a hard line and everybody has to. So we're grappling with that one. Um, That's that's a tough one, I will admit. I would certainly, I mean, we're talking about elementary students too, you know, so... You know, dad is a teacher at this school. He drives there every morning. So we're... Kid gets in the car, drives with dad to the school. I mean, I... We've spent a lot of time trying to get a daycare, for instance. Yes. So, and that's for our staff. So because we kept... We have lost so many staff over the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to make this easy for staff to be here and be in that building. And so that's, that's one of the things that we're that we're really struggling to have in that conversation. When you talk about... It goes back and forth, because we can see both both oh, sides. yeah. When you talk about daycare, um, you're, you're not thinking specifically in each building, but a, a corporate-wide... Not, not right now. But, right. but like preschool, it could grow into something that would make it easier. So first of all, the daycare that we're looking at is predominantly for our staff members. We have two areas in town. I think one's near... Uh, a place near the Kentucky Fried Chicken, and then another is a church nearby that staff can next year, starting next year, go and drop their kids off and make it easier to get back to their building and, oh, and okay. do their thing. Um, so we're we're just really grappling with them as they get older and going to a building. So, but But retaining of staff is big. Gosh, it would be difficult, though, for some... <coughs> families um well no i guess the kids would get on the bus bef- 
the kids well, teachers, will have a, teachers leave yeah. early, though. I mean, I, it's I tough. sometimes see teachers <laughs> at the school at 730, you know. Yeah. I mean, and the kids might not, might just be getting on the bus. So then, mm -hmm. you know, the parents waiting in the driveway in the car as the bus picks up yeah. their kid to take them to this school because they're going to that school or whatever. So just goes back to you can't design something that's going to make everybody happy. There's there's not a perfect situation that is for sure. I would say. Yeah. Oh, I I didn't I really didn't think about that that piece of it either. But yeah. Um, and I can remember back. I don't think it was for my child, but for somebody in my family, it was like, well, their other two siblings went to this school mm -hmm. for elementary, so. We want this new one to go mm -hmm. to that school, Or I too. want that teacher, right? Yes, yes. So that I want that particular teacher. teacher. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. So that that we have, as a group, said that we, we're not doing that. Because <laughs> that's just not fair. And we want to yeah. build up all the teachers to be, you know, that, that teacher that everybody wants. It is definitely going to be a challenge. Yeah. And I can, I can definitely see why the corporation themselves can't do this undertaking i mean it, it you yes. could just constantly be shuffling and trying yep. to figure out and it, it would be uh you know just a it would take forever to figure it out but the thing that we keep you know in mind is that this is going to be a better situation for the kid and so if that kid as they graduate think back well i had a pretty good elementary because I got to do these STEM things. Mm -hmm. or, you know, it's really about that. I know it's going to be rough on some parents, and I, you know, I'll apologize for that right now. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, I but, think we but, all uh, know that. Uh, you know, the kid, I think, is it's really important to stay with that uh, the, that kid uh, in of mind, thinking about the future yeah. of these students, mm -hmm. and you know, that we're going to be able to offer them you know, a better education by doing it this way. Right. I, I think that's a good that's thing. That's what we're, that's our North Star. <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Yeah, we will. It, it's, it, it, it's not something that you probably want to undertake too often, that's for sure. No, I hope to never do it again. <laughs> that's We just want to do it right one time and then never revisit it. You know, that right? at LaVille... You didn't have to worry about it. No, it was just everybody. Just, we had yeah, one elementary, elementary and, and this, nobody had to worry yeah, about redistricting. Junior, senior high, and everybody went there, so it yeah. doesn't matter. But um, but every you know every place has its its uh, challenges. So. Yes, it it definitely does. But, yeah. Well, I I, I like the idea too uh, of being able to teach STEM to all of the kids that they yeah, all I, have that opportunity. I think that's a good step in the future uh, of our think kids the preschool is also a big <laughs> is going to be a big factor as time goes on and actually i mean we actually i've seen stem in preschool too i mean they're they mm -hmm. really are teaching this from the very beginning so if you can get kids interested in, in this then when they get into um the middle schools that we have they can actually take that avenue if they want to continue and go harder Absolutely. into it. Yeah. Um, and then when they get up into high school, and the we same thing. Believe that those numbers will grow then too because they've had it, and so it's why not. Would it's I not. Not want to do them. it when they got older. Well, well, I know Rusty. He had um, several boys that went through the corporation after they changed, and you had some that well, wanted the regular classroom, and you had others that wanted yeah, STEM. I had 
Benji was uh, was in the uh, <clears throat> excuse me uh, Widener School. He's one of the first classes, and he uh-huh. he thrived there. I yeah. mean, that was perfect for him. But Nate was a straight A student. He wanted nothing to do right. with it. He wanted to be in the traditional classroom. And I'm like, well, your grades are where they should be. I'm not going to argue yeah, with exactly. you. <laughs> we'll stay there. But they both they yeah. both went completely opposite directions. Yeah. And both got exactly what they needed. Absolutely. So that's why I like what's going on. You have a choice. Yeah. At the end of the day, too, finding something for that kid after. Yeah. You know, trying to get them so that they have an idea of where they want to go. Right. I think that's huge for us. Well, and that that our our corporation is doing very well at at making plans for kids for the future. I mean, you you actually are are meeting one on guidance counselors meet with with students. Yeah, they have audits with and and, and try to figure out, okay, what do you want to do? Yep. Um and it's hard as a freshman, but what are your interests and, and explore this and We'll take this class and and see, and if you like it, then we can get you signed up for more classes. I mean, we have lots of offerings so that folks can go. I mean, there's we it's also, almost no matter what you yeah. want, there's some kind of offering. Yes, for and, it. and even on the academic side, there's so many dual credit courses too. I mean, that you, if you're going to college, you you have that <laughs> avenue, but if you're getting into one of the trades, there's all kinds of CTE options now that we can offer. So it's it's really shaping up to be uh, a dynamite school, I think. Uh, Rusty, I, I don't know. Like on Nate, did he take some of those uh, courses when he was in high school so that when he got to college, he already had them out of the way? I don't know that. You know, no, he didn't. Okay. Um, in that case, I don't, I'm not sure Benji did. I think he took math that way, but... Um, they were so involved with sports and everything else, they felt like that would be too much. Yeah. Uh, you know, that they, mm-hmm. they would actually not I'm be a good of, idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm, I'm okay with that too. But um, no, I don't, they didn't, which, you know, obviously cost me more money. But that's okay. <laughs> well, uh, but, and, and then that's the nice thing, though. I mean, we do have students who are graduating high school, uh-huh. and at the same time, that, you know, week before or week after, they're going to a college and graduating because they've, Early, yeah. they've done so well already. So you're saving parents money by being able to offer them some dual credit courses so they're mm-hmm. getting college stuff out of the way at a much reasonable price. Well, and, uh, and a good example of what we're trying to do with that, with that in mind, is that we need teachers. So we're trying to get teachers or, or kids into the teacher course that's at the high school we're trying to get that kid to have as many dual credits as they so they can kind of miss that first year at college and get done in three years and Mm -hmm. maybe instead of four years so there's an effort out there to get that kid back into our building as fast as we can so that they can be a great teacher for us well i know uh peyton skirvin who works with rusty doing Uh the ball games uh you know it's always nice to see a student who graduated, went away to college, and then comes back to the school corporation. Oh, I think we, it tells yeah, you something absolutely. about that corporation. We love the loyalty. Too, uh, that, yeah. you know, it's like, no, I want to come back and teach in my hometown. Yeah, that's great. Instead, so. Uh, that's, that's very helpful. And and there is a shortage of teachers out there. There is. It's rough. And and, which is, goes back to why we're trying to retain them so, so much. And part of this dual credit portion of it is, too, because a teacher – 
gets their degree, but then to be able to teach dual credit, they have to have um, another degree or another certification. A lot of times, yeah, a lot of times they've got to go further. Have a, they mm-hmm. have to go back to class Sometimes. so that they can teach that too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, but I would assume uh, that if if you have a teacher who it can teach the regular high school class and do the college prep stuff, that they get a a stipend or they get some yeah there are some things i think in our contract that kind of address that so yeah i mean you reward them for well i I know uh even on the other the the uh, college end sometimes we will pay for courses so that they can get certified in certain things so there's the opportunity that they don't they can go back to school at, at a much reduced rate well i think rusty has a son who's Working right now in the school corporation. Oh yeah, Benji is. Um, and is working is talking about I, getting a yeah a degree or a certification or whatever yeah. so that he can actually teach. Right. Teach. Nice. Not just yeah. be a substitute teacher or whatever, but actually have. Well, he to get his he runs in degree. school suspension, so uh, he's he's the he's the heavy. <laughs> That's you know my my actually my brother did that uh, at the beginning of his career, and he really liked it because he got to you know talk with those kids and see what they were about. I think that's the thing they they I've had a couple of administrators over there say say that they like him there because he has he's able to get a rapport with them that right. they never had before right. in that in that place. So yeah. that's what they like about what he's doing, which makes me proud of him. But, Absolutely. Um, yeah, I I think he'd rather be in a real classroom though teaching yeah. something. But yeah, um, but it's a good starting yeah, point, right? It is. So there would be some incentive or encouragement for him to yeah, go back to school. Transition it, to teaching. There's yeah. all kinds of different things now that there. Um, I, I know the state too kids. offers. There's some state incentives to become a teacher. Um, at, uh, maybe scholarships or something. That, and then you you say that you will teach in a, in a school in Indiana for five years afterwards. Or the state's offering some incentives for kids to stay here and teach well, we're too. We're watching the legislation to see if the state what they do as far as teacher pay and stuff like that and that's an incentive as well. So I mean we uh, yes. we've really worked hard to fix that so that teachers don't look at us and say, "Well, we're not going to teach there cuz I can make more money down the road." So we've done yeah. that too. So yeah, lots of incentives. It's it, it, it's good it's a good time to be a a, Pym, a Plymouth pilgrim. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, it's no different um than what we're seeing with the police department here, where we've had so many officers leave Plymouth right. and go to the South they Bend Police Department. Bend department. Yes, um, benefits, wages, those kind of things. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, you know, it's not. I, I think the state probably has a cap and says you must pay at least this amount, but it doesn't say okay. Every first year teacher in the state of Indiana is making this much money. Every Tenure teacher makes this much money. Yeah. I mean, because depending on the corporation you're in, some corporations they have to pay them more just to get the teachers to come there. So we, the the governor wanted us to be at forty as our minimum, and so that was kind of the threshold. Uh, even when I was at Laville, that was the target that we were trying to hit, and we are at forty six now at our starting pace. So oh, that's a, that's a good thing, and we're uh, uh, probably. I, I mean, we're if not the highest we're pretty close in the area that helps uh that obviously that 
that being on the top of the list has more people yeah. looking at you. But if you have a student out there who is interested at all in the teaching field, that's something they really need to look at now and start planning for that because teachers are needed not just here in the Plymouth School Corporation, across the state of mm -hmm. Indiana and across the nation. Yeah. So, I mean, you probably could get a job anywhere in any state that you want to go to. Yeah, I think the website has over 2,000 jobs across the state that are open in education right now. So, I mean, it's it's a, that makes it it's a very odd number because it didn't used to be that way at all. But yeah. a lot of the baby boomers are retiring and... Which, which makes it tougher on you guys. Yep. To, I mean, you, you kind of sometimes you try and incentivize them to stay around for another year or two, but yep. uh, you know there comes a point where it's like I, I want to. Well, we're doing so much training that when we lose somebody, it's hard to replicate that with the new person. So to make that person get up to uh, what we were that standard planning, or wherever, you know, yeah, that, that's really hard. So we really desperately try to keep the people that we have and keep them happy and work with them challenging times we live in yeah it's a great job <laughs> so what else is happening in the school system right now uh just like i said a lot of the training we're working with uh solution tree on uh, professional learning communities and that has been really eye-opening about how um they uh, plan lessons and how they look at standards and break them apart uh, things like that that has been really interesting work so today um, after this, uh, there's a coach on site, and I always like to go and listen to the coaches and see how they're training the staff. Um, so at Washington, uh, their coach is there today, and he's working with staff, and they're taking standards, and they're breaking them apart, and they're making target lessons, but then all of the little things. So if you equate it to, like, basketball, there's lots of little things to make a great basketball team. You have to rebound. You have to play defense. Well... If you take defense and break it apart into all of its parts and get good at all the little parts, eventually the whole will be mm -hmm. better. And so that's kind of what they're doing. That's kind of their method with the standards. So how do you do that when kids are in school? Um, so we have subs that will have to f be there for a, a short time while oh. they're with the coach. Okay. So they do it by grade levels. The, the sub covers that short period of time. That so it might be the, an hour and a half. Yep. Mm -hmm. training and then the sub leaves that classroom yep. the teacher comes back and the sub goes to the next classroom Correct. wow that's <clears throat> so we have that's to do a challenging day for we the have, sub too. yeah <laughs> we have to do things like that so that they can uh be in front of that coach though now i know um through the school corporation uh, in years past uh, i remember back in the years where on friday they got out uh, i don't know 15 20 minutes early yeah. um and it was for this professional development yep. and um and I know they are. Still, well, we're still doing that. Uh, there are there's early release Fridays. Is there really? Yep. I did not realize that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, we don't have kids in school That's anymore. That's true. Yeah. So <laughs> we don't have to. Oh, well, we got to go get the kids out. Yeah. Um. So, but then, then do you do a, a, either a, a, a school training? Yes. Something or corporation wide, where you bring them all into the auditorium at. At the high school and so set them down? Done, and We've done both. Okay. Uh, typically, we have uh, three extra... Well, there's 185 days. Teachers have 180 of them that are they're working. And so we use those days uh, for like whole group discussions. But then uh, each school has the ability to bank that time that they're 
they're using, uh, losing on, on Friday. Fridays. Mm-hmm. And then they have uh, more, you know, focused presentations and things like that on exactly where they're at with the solution tree stuff or the EES stuff, which is just uh, curriculum building. So, yeah, they're doing a lot of that after school as well. Ah, okay. So it's not just during the school, but when the coach is on site, we have to get the everybody in front of the coach. Right. But um, mainly they're doing a lot of their work after school. Okay. Since I didn't know, like, on sometimes if we have a scheduled e-learning day or something. We've done that if, also. If there, that has been, like, a, a teacher's in the classroom being educated this day, and so our kids are at home, yes. they have an e-learning lesson to we've, do. So we've that, done that. Uh, we do. We plan on doing that twice a year. Okay. So we do. We have done that, and we just had ours, our last one January the 16th. Okay. There's and again, they're working. Uh, they're all working on the same the same thing throughout the corporation, which is breaking those standards down right now and working on building those lessons. Uh, and different times are are different trainings. Um, uh, do you? I mean, do you have a, a point maybe where uh, <laughs> there's a, a training on how to handle difficult students or whatever? Or... So yeah, you try to fit <laughs> those kind of things in too, and then you have to do things like um, uh, suicide prevention, and so the, the so there's a whole host of things that the uh, state requires you to do, along those lines. CPR. And I was going to say, well, we have. I know um, each of our buildings has an AED machine in there, mm-hmm. and. There has to be more than one person in that building yeah. trained to be able to do that AED. And right. that's probably, that could be an annual certification that, you know, you know so that somewhere yeah. along the line, that person's got to be retrained or, yeah. or whatever. So mm-hmm. being a teacher doesn't mean, ah, I've got four <laughs> years of college out of my way. I'm done yeah. learning. It just means that you're at the beginning and you're going to continue the, that's, that's why I say that, the, you know, the, the teachers, they work so hard and, and I mean, it's all about the great things that they do. They, it's, it's amazing what, what a teacher does. And we have some really, really good teachers that put in a lot of time. So it's, it's neat to see. And we, we, we have teachers that, you know, <coughs> do invest their own time and mm-hmm. their own money. Yep. Um, many times, uh, yeah. For, uh, yeah. And sometimes it might be for uh, an individual student. This student needs extra training, oh, yeah. you know, and so that teacher will stay after school to help that student. Or this student doesn't have a winter coat, and that teacher will go buy a winter coat yeah. for that student. I yep. mean, we do have very caring teachers we do. in the we corporation. We have awesome teachers. Um, and so keeping them and, and getting the right ones, when those teachers retire, the right ones to come in. Um, yeah, it's not an easy job, it's, but it's tricky, especially but, when there's but, so many job openings out there. I mean, you have to you have to make yourself look pretty grand to get the yeah. eye of somebody. Yeah, yep. You have to be a destination, right? Yes, we do. Well, and I think our community has worked. Yeah, uh, is really working. That helps with that to um, yeah. have housing available. So we have, you know, with some of these <clears throat> new how the housing, yeah. especially the one up on the north end by the park there where you have single family homes and you have an apartment. Mm-hmm. So you have a, a place for a, a new college uh, graduated yeah. teacher to get an apartment. But then if yep. you have a teacher who already has kids, there there might be the possibility they have a house to mm-hmm. live in, you know, so that, and 
So we're um, doing some planning with that, with the Marshall County uh, 2040 uh, forward planning. Uh, so I was there yesterday, and, and a lot of those same kind of discussions, housing and all of those things. There's a lot of people in the community that are working on the problem, too. So it's it's that's what's really neat about here is that the community all working together and everybody taking a part of it has been a lot of fun. That's building um, parks and mm -hmm. trails and right. having access to good health care and great schools. It all works together mm -hmm. uh, to make us a destination. It so, does. Yeah. You know, and having... A Dunkin' Donuts yeah. or whatever, you it's know. It's coming, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, that yeah. Bigby's coming closer to the high school, so I'm sure yeah. some of those teachers uh, over there. Scooters? Yes, Scooters yeah. is coming, yeah. too. Yeah. So, I mean. <laughs> We're going to be coffee to the yeah. max. You can have your, you know? your pick of coffee. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> uh, but, you know, that teachers are not just looking at your pay scale when they're looking at the Plymouth Community School Corporation right. for a job, mm -hmm. but they're looking at the community around them and they're looking at, you know, what is available to me as an individual? Is there access to, um, you know, exercise programs and that kind of stuff? So or, our, our HR uh, person, Beth Mangus, is just going to start on recruiting fairs. So she's going to go to uh, Purdue and IU and Ball State <laughs> and all of those places to basically send that message out you know come here look at us and uh you know be a teacher here she has to have a bunch of pictures of all the fantastic yep. she's gonna have a goodie bag for them and the oh, whole nine yards yeah, that's, so, you know and we've been working on that with our uh, new uh communications person who hasn't officially started yet but she's our uh, communications and marketing person and so so in that goodie bag may be a flyer for sure. centennial crossings or Absolutely. something that said you know that that place out there, they want they want people to you know put my flyer in that bag so they know that, that kind of they thing can contact is us. perfect for that's us. That's fantastic. Yeah. So it has to be a challenge, that's for sure. That's, you know, it's such it's such a fun you know being involved in all of that. Those is just really fun, and then to see you know after it happens and things start to turn around the way you want them to, that's exciting too. And doing good things for kids is never a, a bad. No, job. not at all. Um, as superintendent, you know, how much of your day is in your office and how much of your day is actually out doing all kinds of other things? So every day, <laughs> I try to start at a school every day so that I okay. see uh, a principal and I see staff and I see kids because uh, I don't get to do that otherwise. Mm -hmm. So the rest of uh, the time, uh, it's a lot of... Uh, working with different groups of people conspiring to help kids. That's that's the whole job. So there's Meetings problems, you meet, and then you talk about how to get better. And so that's basically, in a nutshell, the job. And then as you continue to grow and get better, then, like we talked about, you hope to be a destination then because you've done those <laughs> all of that fundamental work. So, uh, I mean, do you go at, you know... 7.45 in the morning and stand at the front door. I'm thinking like an elementary I'm school usually, or So there's a spot or, that or I have in each building <laughs> that I like to stand. And it's usually where I can see the, a, lot. a lot of the building. So mm -hmm. I can see, uh, a, a, like there's a perfect spot at Menominee that I can see all the way down to the cafeteria. And I can see all the way to the front entrance so I can see kids going in both directions. And I set that, or I, I stand I'm there standing with Wendy right. Bendy and we... We talk about uh, the upcoming day or what's going on 
but I can see a lot of kids and I get to say good morning to kids and things like that. So I, and I miss that high school, um, door five, you know, Jake Singleton's greeting people and I'm there with him and keep the door open with him and that kind of thing. I so. think that's neat uh, to have a superintendent <coughs> who actually gets out and I've just gets into the buildings like the, that. The one, the one drawback of being a superintendent is you really lose the connection to the kids. Yeah, because I can you just see that. don't work with them like you do when you're a principal or a teacher, and I, so you yeah. you have to get there, get out there, and and try to make that happen. Because otherwise, it's just. You forget who you're fighting for, I guess. Yeah, you're you're just in an office doing a bunch of meetings and that yeah. kind of stuff, and which is fun. I like that part too, because I think we really are trying to. Uh, we have really smart people around the table, and they're trying to do the same thing that you're trying to do, and I like that. But the connection to the kids is really, you miss that when you don't. So, is there? Uh, do Do you think ever there's like? Do you have a specific day, or, or do you just show up kind of unannounced? And I never tell anybody where I'm going to go. I just show up, and, and like, I try to oh, no, the superintendent's spread here. it around. I hope that they don't say that, but uh, I'm sure, you know. Well, it's got to be hard because your position gives you a certain yeah. weight. You know, you walk into a classroom. Why is he here? Yeah, why is he here? Yeah. So um, now, if if I know in advance, like uh, today I went to Lincoln because Reed and I had a discussion that was planned, and so um, that was my starting point. So if I know what, or if something's on fire, you know that's where you go first, yeah. and so uh, you know I always do that. But then other days I just go random places, and typically I haven't been to this building this week, so I want to get there. And do uh, now this is going to be a tough one, but. Do the kids know you? Do no. they recognize you? They have no clue. No, a lot are. of them will say, who are you? Oh. And then I'll have to tell them. <laughs> and it's fun. Uh, I went to um, uh, Riverside uh, a couple of weeks back, and one of the girls, they were doing all kinds of presentations that uh, I was invited to and I saw. And one girl says, what do you do? <laughs> and when cool. it's uh, when it's a little uh, uh, smart young gal that's really you know fifth or sixth grade yes. level and trying to explain what you do and that's pretty hard. <laughs> you caught me off guard here, but, but that's what I told her too. I said I work with really smart people to try and do good things for kids. So <laughs> that wow. that's kind of my job in a nutshell, and I love it. I, I would imagine... I don't like fog, but I, li I like... <laughs> or snow, but I like the other parts. <laughs> That's... Yes. I, I would think... Okay, um, so last night, talking about kids, uh, Plymouth, we hosted the girls' sectional yeah. here. Um, so do you have the opportunity to show up at, yes. at a ball game? And I, and, I, and I don't get to everything, but I do try to get to a lot of those things. Um, uh, the 18th, there's a big robotics thing that I want to go to. Oh, yes. Uh, so there are lots of different activities like that that I will go to. So not all just just sports, but I do mm -hmm. predominantly go to those, uh, especially um, football, basketball. Those, sure, those are the, the main ones. The, but... are the big ones, but I try to get to the other ones as, as well to see what's going on. I wonder if it's like it used to be. I mean, used to be uh, uh, in the student section at the, we'll say at the basketball game, uh -huh. you know, when the superintendent is standing down there on the floor, it's like. <gasps> no, I let the principals do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I stay away from the that stuff. Superintendent's here. 
Yeah, I, I stay, I like to be behind the bench because I like to hear what the coaches are saying and all of that. So I'm, I'm more along that lines. Well, I, I just love the idea that you go to the schools. I think that's really neat. And to, to kind of get that, I'm here for the kids and I mm -hmm. want to make sure I see these kids yeah. and know who I'm working for. Yep. So that's really, that's, that's that a, is that's very a, nice. That's the best, well, all of it's a good part, but I mean, that's a really great part of the day. Yeah. Definitely. To get to say and, hi. And is your day typically, okay, school is, you know, from 8 to 3. So is your day from 7.45 to 3.30? or? So it's it just depends on what's going on. But most of the time it's um, you're doing things till, I uh, would say, I usually get out around 4, but then I answer emails and things through the night. <laughs> and he does. I, so. I, I actually, <laughs> we were having, we had a... A snow delay? Yes, yes, we had a snow delay coming up, and I, I was like, I had seen somebody I know post it, and I'm like, okay, I can't trust you. I know who you are, but I can't trust you <laughs> until I go find it. So I'm looking all over the school's Facebook page and that kind of stuff, and finally it's like, oh, you know what? I got Mitch's number. I'll just text him <laughs> and ask him. Because I I used to be on the like the phone tree. My, my granddaughter... Um, should be a junior this year uh -huh. in in Plymouth High School, but they moved to North Carolina, uh -huh. and she's now a senior. Oh, nice! She she had so much education yeah. at Plymouth High School that she is actually going to graduate this year. That's awesome! As a senior in North Carolina, yeah. which I don't know. That may tell you something about North Carolina that yeah, they don't well, I'm require. Not gonna, I'm not going to judge. <laughs> But, but anyway, but um, but you know, so I was able to on get our... on her on the phone thing, so that when the parents get that call, I get that call too. Um, and and Robin did send me an email Good. the other day to to tell me yep, we're on a delay or or whatever. So awesome, yeah, because I just want to make sure, even though it's posted all over Facebook, I am not until I see it on mm. an official site. Right. I, yeah. I am not posting it up for us. So yeah. I have to get it from somebody official before I'm going to use it. So I I messaged him at night that evening, and he messaged me right back. Yep. So it worked out real well. But yeah, so your day your day kind of goes on into the evening many it, times, uh, lots of times. So, <laughs> but that's you know that's the gig. So it's fun. Yeah. It's and a lot of fun. like last night, I mean that ball game went late last night yeah, too. What a second quarter! Man, yeah. really enjoyed it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, those. Yeah. Those girls did good. Now the girls it, are going to play again coming up, Rusty Friday, yeah. Friday evening. Yeah, Friday. Play. Who do they play? Uh, Michigan City. Michigan City. They've already beaten them once this year, yeah. so we'll see what happens. Well, they're coming together at the right time. <clears throat> oh, Unfortunately, yeah. I think there's a, there is a juggernaut waiting. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's an elephant in the room. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I think if anybody would have looked at the score last night for our game, yeah. they would think it would be us. Yeah. But that's not what. Yeah, yeah, South Bend, Washington's pretty good. There's going to be another tough team. It's like team I said, there. you shoot that well, you give yourself a shot. Yeah, I mean, you absolutely. know, it's a big mountain to climb, but if you shoot that well, you why not? You're at least uh, making your way up. So yeah. you're yeah. going to make them work for it at least. Yeah. If they're going to win well, it, they're going to have to work for it to win that. Bottom line. Yeah. 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 Um, anything else that we should mention? Not that I can think of. I just want to say thanks for having me on, and so we can get messages like this out. That's very important. Uh, the community needs to know what's going on, I think. Um, definitely. Now, will you guys be sending – I assume you'll send notification to all the elementary yeah, we'll, uh, parents uh, that are yes. in your system that we're going to have this meeting on the 15th right. at Lincoln Junior High? Um, yes. Yeah, so they've already – 
plan to put something in their newsletters and advertise it that way, we'll try to get something else out. Uh, the other half of that night is that we're going to start our work on our why as a corporation. So our mission and vision. Um, and that will oh. be led by Jill Van Driesch, who has just taken this uh, kind of coursework in her college work for her doctorate. Uh -huh. And so she's going to kind of lead that. But that's going to be interesting, I think, too. Wow. Interesting. So that will hopefully lead to um, some rebranding at some point and things like that. So I can remember this last rebranding, yeah. <laughs> which was like did it. Yeah. Oh, it's, 10 or 15 it's, years ago. Oh, yeah, it's probably 10, yeah. 10 or more. Yeah, I'd yeah. say definitely. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Oh, times change and you got to roll with the, yeah. the you got to keep moving. You got to keep progressing forward. So yep. that's the one thing I, I think you'll find with the Plymouth Community School Corporation is we keep progressing forward. Yeah, so absolutely. Yeah. Well, Mitch, I want to thank you for coming and spending yeah. time with us this morning. I, it was, it's it a was fun a, conversation. It was great. Um, great time. And we will definitely remind folks as we get closer to that February 15th date, uh, those of you who have kids that are in or going to be in the elementary schools you're definitely going to want to get involved and mm -hmm. and see what the future holds so that you're not blindsided at the end it's right it's better to come and participate now when you can you know, than at the other end so and i think they might serve cookies even oh well there you go so all right <laughs> okay rusty we need to take a break got something to give away too okay uh, four tickets to the arena cross Oh, that's happening this Saturday at yep. the Michiana Event Center, which is up at Shipshawana, Indiana. Yeah. So it's a it's a little trek over there, but sure. um, it's a great facility, um, and they do all kinds of things inside this building. I mean, they have RV shows, they have rodeos, that it's they have yeah. concerts. It's a it's a huge facility, but the, they have hauled in a whole bunch of dirt and clay, and they are going to be having motocross in there so we're gonna see from the little ones from the wees i'll say like the little five-year-olds all the way on up um will be riding the course and, and and in this competition um and katie longenecker who is a seventh grader here at uh, lincoln junior high is going to be riding in that so if you want to that's one local person that i know of there'll probably be a few more yeah. Uh, local people there too but uh, we've got a family four pack of tickets so yes, we four do. of you can go and watch it four people going if uh whoever calls is caller number four so it's uh five seven four nine three six four zero nine six five seven four nine three six four zero nine six caller number four Hey, Plymouth, resolve to make stronger connections with Surf Fiber Internet. Right now, get two free Eero Wi-Fi routers with gig speed. And with all speed plans, you can add on-home phone for just $10 a month. Unlike the other guys, there's no contracts, hidden fees, or annual rate increases ever. Don't miss out. Call 844-955-SURF or visit surfinternet.com to make the switch today. Limited time offer. Restrictions apply. If you want to know what's going on in Marshall County, just reach for the Pilot News. Local government, people, and places. Since 1851, the Pilot News has been Marshall County's only daily local newspaper. So when you want to know what's happening around town, pick up the Pilot News. Call 936-3101 today and have everything in Marshall County delivered to your doorstep. The Pilot News.
This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to a decline in the economy, CarShield is announcing a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on future auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-306-8158 now. Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. 800-306-8158. That's 800-306-8158. What do you have to lose? Call 800-306-8158. Again, 800-306-8158. your hands on Thursday. Let's dance, it's Thursday. It's a happy Thursday. The fourth day of the week. We will dance and shout. Get your cell phone out and dial 574-936-4096 or text 574-307-6647 and be part of the show. Now let's get back to what's your opinion on WTCA in Plymouth, Indiana. Thursday. It's Thursday. Thursday. It's Thursday. And I want to let you guys know that Saturday's Powerball jackpot is now an estimated $700 million. Oh, cool. Nice nice little chunk of change there. Yep. So get your Powerball tickets. Yep. Definitely. Get them. Now. That's right. Run. Exactly. You don't want to miss out. Don't walk. Run to your nearest distributor of Hoosier Lottery. <laughs> there you go. All right, Rusty. We are at the close to the top of the hour. Uh, we need to do some things to Ooh, get I wonder what happened. Okay. Uh, Rodney the Rodent. Yes. I, look, I tried to look at the 10 o'clock for him. was supposedly when Rodney the Rodent was going to come out. It's a Channel oh. 16 thing. So um. I, I, I looked this morning. Rodney must not get up as early anymore. No, he had to have his coffee and stuff, a little bit of brunch. Uh, but, yeah, about an hour ago, supposedly, he uh, crawled out and either did or didn't see his whatever. Well, they do say that the groundhog at Potawatomi Zoo saw her shadow predicting six more weeks of winter. Oh, boy, oh, boy. You know, all these these minor league rodents out there, they just, you know, it's not quite the same. You got to have the professional. You got to have the big boy. Anyway. <laughs> Rodney the rodent is Rodney the Rodney the rodent. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Okay. Percy from Plymouth. Are we ready to go, or is that what we we're are doing? ready to go? Uh, ouch! Yeah, dang it, that hurt. Oh, uh, let's hit the button. Gonna wish some folks a happy birthday. You're gonna be able to uh, be eligible for four cupcakes from La Dessert Cafe, a free small drink from the Coffee Lodge, and a bouquet of flowers from Cajun Creek. Have one birthday today, Brooke Bodorf at First Federal. Brooke Bodorf, twenty-five. My daughter-in-law is celebrating her birthday today. So, Brooke, I'm sorry. You don't go in the hat. Unfortunately. You're yeah. not eligible. You can't so. go in the hat for the drawing. No. But, but 
all other birthdays are in the drawing. And tomorrow we're going to draw for a beautiful bouquet of flowers from uh, Cash and Creek. You also get a drink of a small drink of your choice from the Coffee Lodge and four cupcakes. Ooh, from La Dessert Cafe. Exactly. Those cupcakes. Mm. Can't miss out on this. Yeah. So get your birthdays in here before tomorrow. That's when we have our drawing. Uh, if you have an anniversary, same thing. Get it to us on the, what, be the, like 12th. Of, there's only 12 days in February, right? The, yeah. Uh, the end of February, February uh, the 12th of February, we'll have a... <laughs> it's the end of February. We'll have a drawing 50 bucks from Deaton Clemens Van Gilder Funeral Home. So make sure you get your anniversaries in here as well. It's time for trading posts. You can buy, sell, trade, giveaway, four M's, four days, four free. So I'm trying to push the I'm so winter, summer, have a sale. Uh, we have somebody looking for two tires. 235 70R, uh, 75R16. They want two. They'll buy one if you got them, but they, they'll buy one or two, whatever you got. 767-1391, 767-1391, Elks Lodge, fish all you can eat, shrimp and fish, chicken dinner and T-bone steak, that's the menu for Friday night, that includes salabar, uh, potato and dessert, they serve from 5 to 8, and carryouts are available, 935-5511, and we are a drop-off for Bread of Life Food Pantry. They have a uh, big need for cereal, pasta, and soup right now. So if you want to help out, those are the main items. They'll take anything you want to donate, I'm sure. Uh, also collecting small cooking appliances like crock pots, uh, little grills, that kind of stuff. Uh, get it here. We'll, we'll take care of it for you. Just bring it into the yep. studio, and we'll make sure they get it. So, Definitely. And that's trading post. Uh, our friend Andy down in Florida says the Florida groundhog saw his shadow. So six more weeks of winter. Uh, it'll be tough, though, because it's going to be sunny and 81 today where he's at. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, good for you. Yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> <sighs> you know what? I uh... Oh, there I am, plugging things in again. I can't get enough of that video of you uh, plugging <laughs> stuff in. I just did. It, it's, it's perfect. It's fantastic. Thanks. I love it. <laughs> it's going to go viral on YouTube. <laughs> That's all I got. That's all I got. We'll be back tomorrow. Karen Ritchie will be our guest oh. from Purdue Extension. We're going to be talking about meat. The, the, I was going to say the other white meat, but it's, it's not meat. The meatless meat. I I don't meatless even know where you go with that. I, I got to yeah. come up with something. Now you've challenged me. You've thrown the gauntlet down. It's not the other white meat. What would it be? No, yeah. It's the other green meat. It's plant-based. Oh, no. no. <laughs> green meat. Just, I won't be eating lunch today with the thought of green meat. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Anyway. So Karen with us tomorrow, so make yep. sure you tune in. Uh, we get started about 9 o'clock, so uh, don't miss the party. <laughs> oh, I still got it. Great segue, Russ. Thank you.